This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 37. On today's show, we are talking to stylist and clean beauty expert Jenny Brereton about how she completely transformed her beauty routine with simplicity and intention. It's a small departure from our usual decluttering your home shows, but I am excited to re-examine my beauty products after today's episode, and I think you are going to love it too. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. In today's episode, I am having a conversation with clean beauty advocate Jenny Brereton from jennybrereton.com. Now, when my daughter was a baby, I was very conscientious about the bath products we purchased for her. But over the years, I hate to admit that I've definitely gotten more lax, and I'm not really sure why. Looking back, I think the information was just hard to keep straight. But as you will hear, Jenny does a fantastic job of keeping the information about what products to avoid and how to simplify your beauty routine super easy to understand. I adore Jenny's kind heart and the amazing advice she gives us today, and instead of being confused or frustrated, I'm actually excited to dive into the products in my bathroom and begin making lasting changes for myself and my family. Jenny has always had a passion for her health, the environment, and caring for animals. She loves working with women and helping them feel beautiful and confident. After learning about the dangers we put on our bodies through our beauty products, it became her mission to educate other women on recognizing the toxins in their products. Jenny is a Midwest wife with two children, two pups, and one cat. She loves to read. You are going to love this episode, and when you're finished listening, be sure to head over to Jenny's website to get the free information she put together for us today. Remember, you can pick up the show notes for today's episode and links for everything we chat about by going to littlegreenbow.com slash 37. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 37. Okay, that's enough housekeeping. Let's get on with our conversation. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to chat with you today. This is a little different than our normal, but I think my listeners are going to be very interested um, in learning more about you. So why don't you start by telling me about you? What kind of led you to this minimalism or maybe more intentional life? Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll go from there. Okay, great. Um, So like my name's Jenny and I live here in Florida. And so one thing that kind of got me is like, we'd like to go for nature walks and stuff. And I would see so much garbage all around. And with me, we live so close to the ocean. So everything's ends up in the ocean. So that kind of got me thinking the more in the environmental standpoint and such. And then it comes down to also that like, when you have that much garbage around, you just realize too how much stuff we own. Like I walk around and I can see piles of people's garbage everywhere. And you're like, so we just own way too much stuff, more or less junk. And it just completely starts filling up our landfills. So 
I mean, I, I totally understand. Like, you know, you like your retail therapy, you know, you like to go out about shopping and, but for me, I love getting rid of stuff. So it finally came to this realization that like, oh my goodness, I need to stop buying stuff because I love getting rid of it so much. And I once told my husband, I think it was like just recently, like, I wish we lived like we were moving. Like that's how like clean everything was because we have so much stuff everywhere and everywhere you look is so much stuff. So I started thinking like we need to sit, start being more intentional with the stuff that we allow to bring into our home and maybe stop bringing so much of that stuff into our home. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. I love that idea of living like you're moving because mm -hmm. yes, we all have that moment or like selling your home. Like if you live like you're selling your home, I wow. mean, I've done that and staging, you know, you take out all of those knickknacks and cluttery things and your home just feels so fresh and open and yes. yes so it's a good it's a really good visual to give people yeah and it's funny too like when you have your house listed you're like oh I want to live there and you're like oh shoot that was my house this whole time it was just full of all of our stuff yeah. <laughs> okay so tell us more though about your blog because you are on a mission really about clean beauty yes. and so can you explain what clean beauty is and why that is so important why we should care about it yes so I am on a mission to educate about clean beauty. When I started getting related to it, like I got fired up. So clean beauty is switching. And when I say beauty, I mean, I talk about the products. Anything you put on your body is related into the beauty term that I put. So clean beauty is using non-toxic, clean products. And I number one start off with cruelty-free. And so I make sure that my company is cruelty-free because I don't believe in testing on animals. And then from there, I want to make sure that the ingredients that are listed in the products I'm going to put on my body or on my children or allow in my home is not going to be harmful to us. Because as I started researching more about ingredients, I started realizing how, like, there are so many of them that have um, endocrine disruptors, they're carcinogenics, they cause hormone imbalances, and even something just as simple, which is not simple, but in the sense of like skin allergies. Some of them are like respiratory problems, all of this stuff. And I was like, this is not okay that this is in our products. But when you look at your stuff, it'll say like clean or green or number one dermatologist recommended, you know, stuff like that. You're like, so it's got to be good, right? But then when you flip it over and you see what's in it and you realize, holy cow, this is not good. Like this is so harmful for you. And it's a lot of times when it's like the really bad, like the endocrine disruptors, you don't realize the damage it's causing until it's too late. And so it became my mission that I'm like, so many people I don't realize because it was eye-opening to me that it's got to be eye-opening to other people because it's not regulated in the States. There's not an, a regulation on our cosmetic industry. They have only banned 11 ingredients in the, in the States. Hmm. So, okay, so let's just step back real quick because for any of my listeners that are super new to this topic and mm -hmm. have no idea what some of these words are, what do you mean by an endocrine disruptor? Disruptor, sorry. So the endocrine disruptor, like they can cause like ovarian cancer. They're um, a big one on that was the talc powder that they just had a documentary on that one called Toxic Beauty, and that dives into the talc powder caused ovarian cancer. Endocrine disruptors is your hormone imbalance. And there are so many women that have infertility problems or have hormone, they need hormone therapy, or, you know, you can't get your hormones regulated. A lot of that stuff also can link back to what you're actually putting on your body because it's absorbing into your body. Hmm. 
Yeah, we don't actually think about that too much. We always think about what we eat mm-hmm. and that's hard enough. And then, you know, but we don't sometimes take that that minute to look at what we are putting on our body. So how would somebody go about transitioning to a clean beauty routine or what do we need to look for? I actually have a freebie that has 10 harmful ingredients that you can first download. So that's just, I found some that had like massive amounts and that was very overwhelming when you're first starting out. So Mm -hmm. I thought 10 top ones, turn over the label of your package and just read it. And I'm not saying that when you are looking at your products, if you can really just get a good understanding of just the first, like a couple of them, you'll start noticing them in a lot of the beauty products that you're putting on. Like anything with sulfate, parabens, fragrance. Fragrance Mm. is a big one that has, it's, there's no regulation behind it. So they can tack a bunch of other chemicals behind it. Uh So when you're looking over, I'll just look at something and see if it has any of the ones listed. And right off the bat, I go, oh, no, not good. So just starting to learn how to read your labels and what to look for. Okay. Well, and we'll make sure that we link to that download too. So people can get those top 10 of things that they should avoid. It's kind of like the dirty dozen, right? Like with our organic food and things we should watch out for with those pesticides. I think we've all kind of gotten that idea of those, that dirty dozen. So if we Mm -hmm. can just kind of add this to our, you know, shopping list when we're looking now, instead of just things we're going to eat when we're at the store and we're looking for things to purchase, these are the 10 things that we should avoid. So, um, awesome. Okay. Well, it gives us a lot of things to think about and I'm a little nervous to look at my (sighs) makeup drawer. Good news is I don't wear much makeup and coronavirus. I barely ever put on any makeup. Right. You're like, I'm totally embracing this natural beauty. It's great. (laughs) Because no matter if you leave, you have a mask on anyways, you can't see. Exactly. Oh, that's another good point. Yeah. Look at that. One for the masks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. And one of your recent posts talked about summer skincare. Now, sun protection is huge in my family. Um, my father-in-law passed away from melanoma, and I think this has become a big thing in a lot of people's minds. So with summer in full swing, you know, how can we be intentional with our product choices? One thing for me that's really important, and I'm sure for you. So I'm in San Diego, you're in Florida, so opposite coasts, but the oceans are really important uh, yeah. to me. And I want to make sure that I'm not putting harmful things into the ocean. So not only my own skin, but for the fishies as well. Yeah. What are some ways we can be intentional there? Yeah. So when you are buying your sunscreen, you want to, um, you'll see two different ingredient lists on that one. So you see your active ingredients at the top and you'll see your inactive ingredients at the bottom. So when you're looking, if you don't wanna have to memorize all the different ones that you'll see at the top, if you see zinc oxide, that's good. If you see titanium dioxide, it's okay as long as it's in the non-nanoparticle state. Oh boy. If If it's a nanoparticle, it can be dangerous to the aquatic life. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Some of the other ones that are listed, they could break down faster. Like they have just stay away from any of them if they don't say zinc oxide or non-nanoparticle, because those are the ones, like I said, that are going to be safe for you and safe for your aquatic life. Because we have to remember that what we're putting on and then we're going in the water is also going to affect the little fishies. Yeah. So, um, so those are your sunblocks that you want to look for. And I do okay. have a couple that I really like. What are your favorites? Yeah. Um, all good. Okay one brand uh badger balm okay and juice beauty juice beauty okay and now you mentioned children you have 
children. Okay. And what kind of, how do they do with these sunblocks? Cause I know a lot of kids love those sprays. They're super easy to put on. Do any of these companies have aerosols or all good, not aerosol, but spray. (laughs) All good does. Um, Okay. So you still do get a little bit of that whitish tint because that's what the zinc is. Sure. But that one actually goes on really smooth and it's great for the kids. All right. We'll have to check that one out. We'll definitely yeah. link to all of those as well so people can find them because we want to make sure that everybody's using these good products. Yes. <laughs> all right. So anything else? Like what else can we do? So summertime now, if you're not on the coast, bugs are a big issue. Oh. Do you have any? <laughs> and yeah. you probably have to deal with both coast oh, and bugs in Florida. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> I always joke that I am almost positive the safe word in Florida is the mosquito. Like they are just horrible. We have the mosquitoes and the noceums. So noceums, I hate those things. Oh gosh, those those you don't even realize until like a day or two later, and then you're like, why am I so itchy? Oh, those are awful. Yes. So yeah, so bug spray. You just want to make sure. I actually just wrote a post on this one too. You want to avoid DEET. Okay. So that one's a big one in most of our sunscreen, or I'm sorry, bug sprays. Mm -hmm. Um but that one can be pretty dangerous. So I found you can either make some and I will sometimes take like a carrier oil and put a little peppermint oil or lavender oil and just mix those and like rub them on. Hmm. Or again, Badger Balm has a great bug spray as well as Pure Haven has a good bug spray too. Okay. So what would be a good carrier oil that you like? What's your favorite? I actually, yeah. I've been using the one from Surface, Basu Oil, but I wouldn't use it during the daytime. That's an oh, evening okay. one. Okay. Um, otherwise, you can mix, I believe, like witch hazel and like oh, a little okay. water and put it in like your own little pump and like you can spritz it so you can make your own that way. Oh, there you go. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a big DIY fan, so that's Me too. Awesome. I think like <laughs> every one of my posts is like, and your DIY option is... <laughs> Um, okay. So let's get back. I've got some personal questions I want to ask you that I'm sure some of my listeners are also interested in because we've all been in lockdown since March. Mm. So you are a stylist by trade. So I definitely want to ask you some more questions about hair products before I let you go. So we talked a little bit about, you know, looking at your products when you're out shopping and that's the kind of stuff you can buy in the store, shampoos, conditioners, body Mm. washes, soaps, those kinds of things. And we'll make sure we have those links. And then, but I started going gray in my hair a few years ago and I currently have a, you know, balayage treatment on my hair, which it makes it nice and low maintenance, but I definitely need to touch it up because I haven't been to the salon, like I said, in four months, but of course it was before that because I was like due to go to the salon in March. So it's been opened. I just, we're very cautious in our family. So we're, we just haven't even gone anywhere. So are there any environmentally friendly products that I can use at home to dye my hair? And then again, when I go back to the salon, maybe we can talk about what I can ask her for Mm -hmm. when I go back there. We will be right back. And now back to the show. So the only thing it's so hard when it comes to the at home stuff. Yeah. And that came up so quickly when we had to shut down and find options. There's this company called DP Hue, and they are a pretty good touch-up. It's a touch-up kit. So you have to order it through your stylist. Ah, okay. But it comes with everything you need. It comes with the portioned out color, developer, a bowl, gloves, and a um, brush. 
Ooh, I'm gonna and have to you ask only her need about to this. do it for your hairline. So just put your scene. You don't have to do your whole head until you get back to the stylist. But that would be one to look for. You want to make sure that in hair color, you're avoiding PPD. Okay. That is one of the big common a common ingredient that a lot of people have allergies to. So if they say they're allergic to hair color, it's usually the PPD. And I believe most companies probably have gotten away from it too, but coal tar, that's another dangerous ingredient too. But I think a lot of people have like wised up on that one. Okay. But I would check out DP Hue. Okay. But there's check just not a whole lot of options too that you can do at home. And the nice thing is that you're going for a darker color. Yeah. When it comes to putting your blonde on, they're really, unless you want to be a blonde. <laughs> yeah. There's not like a lot. Orange. <laughs> yes. There's not a lot instead of embracing your natural. Yeah. That's absolutely. What I have to tell no worries. Okay. So then what should I ask her about when I go back to the salon just to avoid those two chemicals or are there any? Yeah. And if you, well, if you're going to a salon where you know that she is more conscious of the products that she's putting on, you mm -hmm. can look and see what color line she is using. And you can specifically look up the company yourself and kind of do some reviews on it and see if it does contain PPD. Or you could ask her if she knows. I've had many clients over the years ask me about certain products and also even wise me up on some things where you're like, ooh, did not know. So it's nice to just to be that conscious consumer. Okay. And knowing that like, okay, so I need my need to be my advocate. So I want to stay away from this and mm -hmm. this and just know that like you can, you can decide, but ask her where, like what color line she is using to start with. Okay, good. And then finally with that balayage treatment, um, it's blonde on the bottom for those of yeah. you that cannot see me or haven't seen any of my pictures. And I love my California blonde girl look. So is it okay to bleach hair yes. with? Okay, it is? Yes. Yay! So, because I am all about the blondes. <laughs> as long okay. as you're using a company that is pretty gentle, and that's going to be your stylist to decide that. Mm -hmm. But as long as she's using that, and you're taking proper precautions to take care of your hair, and you're making sure that you do deep conditioning treatments to reconstruction, because no matter what kind of service you put on your hair, if it's a chemical service, you are going to get some damage. The better quality of the products, the less damage. But no matter what, it's still going to open up the cuticle of your hair. And with blonde, you're trying to pull out those color molecules or like diminish those with the um, bleach. And then afterwards, you want to try to seal that back down. So that's why when you first get your hair done and you use blonde or you get highlights or whatever, you feel like your hair is fuller because it swelled open the cuticle shaft. So now you want to make sure that you are closing that and that's going to keep your, your hair much healthier. Oh, okay. So I very say well. always do like a deep conditioning treatment. Okay. Very nice. All right. Chemistry lessons too. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Routines and schedules and things like that are really a big thing on my blog. So what ideas do you have for us for how we can simplify our hair and beauty routines? Because Okay, so now I want to go with easier products, but I also feel like a, the next step in that is maybe making the whole process simpler. Mm -hmm. And what are some of your favorite tips and tricks for, for that with hair, makeup, beauty products, all of it? So I, like when it comes to hair, I like to, I only wash my hair maybe twice a week. Hmm. So cutting back on how much you wash, dry, or dry shampoo can be your best friend. And I know a lot of people are like, well, no, my hair gets oily. The less you wash the less your body produces the oil. So there's there's this hairy line there where you might be a little bit more oily, but 
it's going to be less. So that's one thing that you can do to simplify your routine. Don't wash your hair all the time. And by like the third day, my hair is up in something like a cute little braid or something. But um, simplify it that way. And then I try to make sure that like once a week or twice a month, I am doing a clarifying shampoo with a deep conditioning treatment. So I kind of pair those two together. So that's part of my routine for that. And then when it comes to especially hair products, like styling products and even makeup, you don't need it all. So, you know, I've had clients come in, they're like, what can I buy? It's like, well, you already have everything that you need for your hair. They're like, but I want to buy something. You're like, but you don't need anything. Uh You know, like just because something new comes out doesn't mean you need to add that to your repertoire. Like use what you have. And then also one big thing to even start your routine on this is go through what you have. So A, is it expired? Get rid of it. The little symbol on the back of the containers that have like the little jar with a, a number in it. Oh, yeah. Tells you, that tells you how long your product is good for once it's open. How many months? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know, right? Huh. So it'll tell you. So like if it says three on there, it's only good for three months once you open it. So if you've had it for a year or two years, toss it. It's not good anymore. So go through your stuff first and see is it past the expiration date for how long most products are good for. If it's past the opened date and then if it's something, you know, how many people do you know? They're like, oh, I have this mousse. I've got it a few years ago. I never use it. Give it to, if it's not expired, give it to somebody else. Share the love, but don't clutter up your stuff. And when it comes to your makeup, you don't need every eyeshadow. So my thing is really simplify in what you own to what you're actually going to use. You don't need everything. (laughs) It's good. It's always a good reminder. Yes for clothes it works for makeup it works for kitchen utensils it's such a good motto you don't need everything you don't and like for me I'm very simple especially when it comes to makeup like I have a five minute makeup routine I pretty much use the same stuff every time I do my full face I don't need anything else beyond it I don't need 15 different eyeshadows to choose from because that's a little overload for me yeah like two and what's funny is even when I did so I one time got this makeup kit I is a gift and it had all these eyeshadows, and they're beautiful. I mean, they're gorgeous mm-hmm. colors. The palette is really nice. And I mean, there's still one line of four eyeshadows that I gravitate toward. And those ones are the ones that are gone first. Yeah. And we've had fun. I've let my daughter do my makeup with it, and it's lots of fun. And we have blacks and blues all over my oh, face, yeah. and it's hilarious. But um, but it is true. Like, even when you have all these colors, there will be those ones you gravitate toward, and those mm-hmm. are the ones you should buy. Yeah. And keep those only. Yeah, so it's almost like, you know, those palettes, like you were saying, that they come in, they're great because you get so many options, right? But realistically, Mm -hmm. you're only going to use those few. So it's probably better not to buy the palette because then you're going to waste those unless there are, maybe if you can find a company that lets you customize the palette. Mm -hmm. You could try that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely don't say buy the palette. It was a gift. So we had fun playing with it. Oh, yeah. But I think we've all bought the palette. (laughs) (laughs) They seem oh, yeah. like such a fun idea. They do. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Don't buy the palette. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Jenny, this has been so much fun and eye-opening. There were definitely some really interesting tips that even I hadn't heard before. So where can people do more research? So I want people to be able to find you and um, on your website, but you also mentioned a documentary, and if there were any other things like that people can look into to dive into this topic a little bit more, let's go there. Okay. So the documentary is called Toxic Beauty. I think I got that. I rented it on Amazon. 
Um, so that one's pretty, that's a good one to start with. And then on my blog, I write up a lot about this stuff. There's a couple companies, one called EWG, they're apps that you can download, EWG and Think Dirty. And Ooh. those ones, usually you can like write in a product that you have, or you can look up specific ingredients. Those are good places to start to use that as a resource, but don't fully rely just on those, only because sometimes not everything's on there, and sometimes they're not up to date with the ingredients, but they're a good place to start when you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then I also, at the end of this month, I'm hosting a workshop called Intro to Clean Beauty. So, and I do those a few times a year, and it just teaches you how to look at your label, what ingredients, few ingredients to avoid and stuff. So just kind of getting better at looking, be conscious to turn over your products just to start reading what's in there. And a lot of it looks foreign. I guarantee you that. Yeah. But just start, you know, just start looking at it. But like once you start getting into it a little bit more, you'll start really recognizing a lot of those ingredients to avoid. Okay, awesome. Well, tell people what is your blog and where can they find you online? Yeah, so it's JennyBritton.com. Hopefully we can spell that out for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll make sure we link to it. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be on the website as well. But if you want to okay. go ahead and spell it out, go for yeah. it. It's B-R-E-R-E-T-O-N. Perfect. So I'm JennyBritton.com or I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Jenny Britton Stylist. Okay, great. And like we said, you ha you'll have that freebie for the 10 ingredients to avoid. So that yeah. will be linked. And then a couple other things. You mentioned some really great blog posts. So we'll make sure we link to those as well. Okay, um, great. And then I love to end each interview with three rapid fire questions. Okay. So the first, what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? Oh, my bath. I took a bath the other day with Epsom salt and lavender oil, and I just relaxed. Oh, how nice. Everybody knows when I say I'm going in the bath, it means nobody come by me. Oh, that's fun. I like that rule, though. How old are yeah. your kids? 10 and 12. Oh, okay. So they're, they're good at following they're the rules. They're better. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> they're like, all right, mom means it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best advice about minimalism or intentional living that you've ever received? Oh, I think my favorite is the Marie Kondo. If it brings you joy. I use that even with like, like I was saying hair products and stuff like just this almost like not even joy, but like, does it add value? Like, is it something that's really important to you to use? Or do you just want a filler? You know, you just got to fill it, fill the area. So I really like it. Like, does it bring you joy? Is it really going to add value to your life? Nice. I love that. And then what is making you happy right now or in this season of life? Oh, this season of life of, of this period. Yes. Family time. I have loved, like I found the blessing and everything going on to be all the extra time with my family that I've been craving. So yeah. that has been my favorite. Oh, so nice. Well, I yeah. would imagine with kids that are 10 and 12, they are starting to, you know, exert their independence and oh, yeah. spend more time out of the house. So I can imagine yeah. it was a nice just reminder of all that time together and and just kind of one last cuddle before maybe they become teenagers and I know off to their crazies. Not ready for that. We're like <laughs> starting a little bit with my son, but my daughter will still play Battleship and she girl the girl always beats me in crazy eights. <laughs> Yeah. Cute. Awesome. So that's oh, that's yeah. so good. Well, Jenny, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you joining us on the Wanna Be Minimalist show. And I am super excited to look up all this information and go dive back into my bathroom. I'm a you little nervous. It. I you can might, do it though. You know, one thing at a time. Oh, that's what I forgot to tell you guys too, real quick. 
one thing at a time. Start either one category at a time or start one item at a time. Like don't try to conquer it all at once because that can be overwhelming. So maybe you want to start with just what you put on like your lips or maybe you just want to do what you put on your body. Do one category at a time. Ah, good. Fantastic. What a wonderful way to end the show. Yes. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. Thanks, Jenny. Have a wonderful day. Thank you too. Bye. Wasn't that great? Are you as excited to dig into your makeup bag and the beauty products you have stashed in your drawers as I am? And I'll be honest, I'm just a little nervous, but I think that means it's worth it. Knowledge is power, and I am so thankful Jenny joined us today to share her knowledge with us. I completely agree with her idea of starting with just one thing. We can get so excited to start that we forget to pace ourselves, but her advice of starting with one product, one category, or one drawer at a time really is the best way to go. So next time your shampoo runs out, purchase a clean beauty alternative, or maybe once a week replace something in your makeup bag. Small changes over time add up and become more lasting changes. Trying to do everything at once can backfire and lead to us throwing in the towel, and that's not going to help us, our families, or the environment. Thanks again to Jenny for being a guest on the Wannabe Minimalist Show and for sharing her mission with us. You can't help but want to join her. The good news is we can. You can get all of the information for today's episode, including links to Jenny's site, her list of the top 10 ingredients to avoid, and the helpful blog post she talks about at littlegreenbow.com 37. Once again, get all those show notes and the links for everything we talked about today on my website at littlegreenbow forward slash the number 37. And before we go, as always, I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics you would like to see addressed, please reach out either via email at hello at littlegreenbow.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash littlegreenbow. And that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, it really would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. And while you're there, please take a second to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And one final thing, be sure to join us next Thursday when I'll be talking about my quick decluttering method. It's five simple steps that will help you transform any room in your house. It has been a life changer for me, and I know that it can work for you too. I'll see you next week.